Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere and welcome it to the beginning of a magical audio journey the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. And that means one thing and one thing only. Look at the calendar. Look what day it is, Danny. Uh, mail, mother sucker. That's right. Strike up the band. Strike up the band. It's in the band. All right. Thanks, Ohio. Are you prepared, Danny, for the mailbag? These are actual questions, actual responses from listeners of this podcast who have contacted me either at realfifthhour at gmail.com. Spell that out, not numbers, letters. Realfifthhour at gmail.com or on the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. Either way, uh, you can send your question in. Make sure you include your name and city. And we had a lot of people that reached out to us this week, Danny. That's a good sign. That means the mailbag, even though it's football season, people like the mailbag. I think it's from your marketing inside karaoke clubs. Yes, the people performing at the karaoke club on Saturday. <laughs> Big fans. <laughs> Unless uh, I didn't speak to any of them, but I just merely observed. I just merely was uh, sitting there in the corner of the room like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? And, I, and, I, and a voice in my head said, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. But I was there. So I was that guy. I was hanging out there at that time. All right. Uh, let's start out here. You've got mail. Blake in Arkansas writes in. He says, uh, Ben and Danny G, I am listening to the pod from your radio show. And I'm floored about Jed's story. Did I misunderstand? Talking about Jed who fled. Did I misunderstand or did he say he used to be a teacher? 
gets in trouble and makes the front page. I must have missed that show. I must hear the story. Also, as a new listener, for years, I know a little of the Doc Mike story. Any more wild stories over the years, I may not know. Well, Blake, you got to be more specific than that. But Jed Who Fled has told some wild stories. I don't know how much of that is true and how much of that is fueled by pharmaceuticals. But Jed also said his father was a local politician and was on the school board. And uh, you can only imagine the family reaction knowing what Jed's up to. But I don't know how much of that is like legit and how much of that is just for the radio. So it's hard to say. But we've had some zany, zany moments over the years, Blake. So if you want to get more specific, if there's anything kind of generic, Doc Mike's been on the show a bunch, not lately, but he's had some crazy things happen with us. He used to call me up when he would drop goat heads off at Wrigley Field as he was doing it. And one time it made international news because the Cub game got rained out and the owner of the Cubs got very upset. And the mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, was the mayor at the time. My favorite Doc Mike story, Rahm Emanuel, the mayor of Chicago, gets on a news conference, which is broadcast across the country on the news channels and says, we're going to find out whoever did this. And that person is going to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of law. And I'm like, well, I have a voicemail recording of Doc Mike as he was doing it. I'm going to decapitate a goat. And uh, <laughs> amazingly, they never found out Doc Mike did it. So it's an odd. They were uh, big fans of your show. Yeah. Uh, we've had, I'm trying to think of some of the other stories that pop into my head here. We, we've had some zany people that have called up uh, working all kinds of odd jobs. I always get blown away. We have a number of college professors that love the show. That always blows me away because uh, Lee, uh, the guy I went to dinner with, Lee Klein, always says, "I your audience is the dumbest audience." You know, he he always wanted the intellectuals listening to his show. You know, I was like, Lee, it's, it's a radio show. Just no, kind of- smart people love this kind of programming because it's like watching reality TV. It gives you a moment to shut off your brain. Yeah, and not everything has to be hardo in life. You yeah. can uh, let your hair down, have a good time, and it's harmless fun. It's yeah, you harmless- could go listen to one of the investigative reporting podcasts if you need that kind of crap. Yeah. Are there any other podcasts other than that? We should do a crime podcast, Danny. Think how popular that would be. There's also the chicks who talk on podcasts about relationships, health, and sex. Come on in, man. Yeah, that's also what I need. Yeah. Do they do as well as uh, some some dudes just love hearing a woman's voice, but uh, like the, the the amount of money that's flying around. I thought the economy was bad, but this OnlyFans thing, I mean, there's, a, there's a, so much money that so many different amateur porn stars are making. It's uh, wild. It's crazy. Well, yeah, it's the porn version of Patreon, which, you know, for $5 a month, you could listen to exclusive content from Bill Miller. Oh, hell, Bill Miller. Yeah. How do we get in on that, Danny? Is there any way we can get in on that? Like it can have a bonus coverage or something like that? No? I'm not sure that people would pay to see the scraps. No? All right. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Mail, motherfucker. Mike from Fullerton writes in in SoCal. He says, I'd like to hear how Danny G makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. After Ben's show was recently hijacked by PB&J Hot Talk. (laughs) And Mike says, do you put peanut butter on one slice of bread and jelly on the other? Or are you one of those psychos who spreads the jelly right on top of the peanut butter? 
Uh, that's his his first question. And... Well, yeah. You think I'm a serial killer? Of course, I put peanut butter on one side and the jelly on the other. And you always do the peanut butter first, always. Then you do jelly on the other piece of the bread, and then you put it together. And then, Ben, you cut it in half. Yeah, well, that was one of his other questions. He says, what is the best way to eat a sandwich, whole cut in half or into a bunch of tiny cubes? So I cut it in half, but I like cutting it diagonally. You're a freak. I No, no, no. feel like I'm getting more, more bang for my bite here. You cut it down the middle, and it to me, it short changes you. I like the angle, the triangle side, you know, the the uh, the the uh, the angle rather than just down the middle. That's You're one of those corner crunchers. That's not the way to do it. When you cut it right down the middle, then you get that goodness, the plumpness of the peanut butter and jelly right in the center. No, but if you spread out the jelly and the peanut butter right, you can get that all the way across, and you actually have more real estate. Too it's much crust. Like, no, no, no. It's kind of like the you think of the coastline in California or Florida <laughs> as opposed to the coastline in Massachusetts. If you cut it down right down the middle, there's just a little bit of coastline. But if you cut it at an angle, then you're dealing with like Florida coastline. I'm talking coastline of gooey peanut butter and jelly. Uh, yeah, but when you eat from the corner, like I've seen some weirdos do, you get too much crust. You get a couple of delicious bites right down the center when you cut it down the center, and there's no crust involved at that point. I disagree. I believe there is no crust. You have more bites without crust cutting it diagonally, and it's a scientific fact. No. Because it's longer. It's longer diagonally. No, it's not. It is. No. I'll bet you it's right now. That's, that's a bet. Let's make a it's bet right now. It's the same coverage. No. You get better bites. Right off the bat, I don't want my first bite to have crust involved. No, your first bite does not have crust involved. You can still bite in the middle. You don't have to bite on the ends. You guys who do the diagonal, I always see you bite the end. Well, I don't eat it that way. I can't speak for the other diagonal peanut butter and jelly eaters, but I eat it diagonally, and I start in the middle, and I either go right or left. And this debate is for nothing because you agree with me. You should cut it down the middle. No, but no, there is. <laughs> the debate stands, and I stand by my position, Danny, because you get more of those middle bites. You uh, might have to not take the full bite, but you still get more of those middle bites. Wrong. All right, some other rapid-fire questions from Mike from Fullerton. He says, creamy or crunchy peanut butter? Uh, I can take either, but I, I do enjoy the creamy. A grape or strawberry jelly? That's a drop. That's a drop. All right. <laughs> grape <laughs> or strawberry jelly? Uh, and and, and not, I can't go wrong with either one, but I feel like grape was kind of a more special thing. I usually got strawberries, so grape was kind of a special occasion thing. I like the crunchy peanut butter, but sometimes it gets stuck in your teeth. Or the roof of your mouth. The roof of your mouth, or it hurts your gums a little bit. Yeah. If you want to avoid mouth trauma. Oh, that's even a better drop than what I said. See, that's even better. And uh, white or wheat bread? Racist. White or or wheat bread is the other. And so you know, I guess I lean to the white bread. Lean to the white bread on that. But Well, if it's peanut butter and jelly, the white bread obviously tastes the best. Yeah, that's the... That is yeah. the, the day-old wonder right, bread. Come back. Pay attention. It's time for mail call. 
All right, Barry from Nashville is next. He says, yo, yo, Ma, Benny, uh, you bury the lead, my man. On a recent edition of Aspen, you guys were talking about if you saved your plastic bags. But the headline of the discussion was that you have to pay 10 cents for each plastic bag. Are we talking about these cheap-ass plastic bags? He sent a photo that cost about one quarter of a cent to produce. And yes, that is exactly the same plastic bag that those of us that live in the People's Republic of California have to pay, Barry. He says, here are my questions. When did California start doing this? Do you get a refund if you bring them back like on soda cans? And if you go through the self-checkout, do you have to enter in how many bags you used? All right, so answer number one is I believe four years ago, five years ago, something like that, they started doing this. And you don't get a refund. They're single-use bags, so you don't get a refund. You can't bring them back. And, yeah, if you're at the self-checkout, you have to punch in how many bags you want. Well, they're not single-use if you have a pet because you put those in a drawer and then take them out every time you need to clean up poop. Oh, there is that, yes. Uh, But he says, I mean, you can steal from stores in California as long as you don't exceed $800, but you need to pay $0.10 per plastic bag. Uh, Barry says, yes. Yes. Why do you think so many people are leaving California to go to Florida and, and Texas? It's things like this, that uh, the, the bullshit uh, that the people have to deal with, in addition to the other bullshit that is going on. All right. What is next here? Let's see. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. Ron in Minnesota writes, and he says, why don't you respect the St. Louis Rams? The Rams are the Rams in Los Angeles or St. Louis. They're still ramming it all day and ramming it all night, whether they're in St. Louis or L.A. It's the same Rams. And ramming all day and ramming all night. Uh, no, uh, it is not. I grew up a fan of the Los Angeles Rams. My father, may he rest in peace, took me in my first NFL game. It was the L.A. Rams and the 49ers. And so that was my first experience with the NFL. And I was not a fan of the St. Louis Rams. The Rams left. And I left. And it's a little different for you, Danny, right? Because you're a Raider fan. The Raiders have bounced around all over the place. And the Raiders, I don't think they've lost a single fan. Well, maybe in Oakland they have. But most people say, yeah, the Raiders are in L.A. They're in Oakland. Every 20 years they change locations. It's fine. But when the Rams left, I was like, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm, I'll, I'll be a fan of whoever I, you know, people want me to be. And I'll, I'll gamble on games. But I'm not a fan of the St. Louis Cardinals or the St. Louis Blues. So I'm not a fan of St. Louis Rams. And that was that. A lot of people don't realize that the Rams used to play in Anaheim. Well, yeah, they played in Anaheim. They also played in, I think, Cleveland before they came to L.A. So they were the Cleveland Rams before they were the L.A. Rams. But teams moved around a lot in the early days of the NFL. Arch, come back. Pay attention. It's time for mail call. Pierre from the land of sleep deprivation and political mailings says, Ben, will you be inviting Brian Finley to the Maller Halloween bash and ugly sweater party? Daddy. And how will you break the bad news to Ferg dog and the rest of the Finley fanboys? Daddy. <laughs> I am convinced that Brian probably has some tennis match or a pickleball game to play. So he would not, be able to attend so i don't want to force him to have the awkward 
situation where he would say, oh, I wish I could make it, but I can't make it. And so rather than put him in that awkward situation, I think we'll just uh, we'll just avoid inviting. I think that would be the way to that would be the proper way to go. Right, Danny? You know, I want to put him in a tough situation. Yeah, I think you're right. He will definitely be on the road calling some tennis match where we cannot pronounce the players' names. Oh, 100 percent. Well, his new nickname is Lovey because, you know, you know what love means in tennis? Nothing. Yeah. It's zero. Uh, even. Uh, Nothing. I yes. Uh, see what you did there. Nickname. Uh, it's a, Hello, lover. Hey, lovey. Yes. Uh, there you go. You've got mail. Our friend Jennifer in Richmond, Virginia writes in. And I got to give Jennifer credit. She's consistently one of the handful of women that are loyal minions of mm. this podcast and the radio show. So God bless you. Well, you she's are- like Giselle. She's like Brady's ex. She likes consistency. I have seen the numbers, Danny. And based on the numbers, you're a you're not a one percenter, Jennifer. You're a four percenter. The audience is roughly ninety six percent men. I'm not kidding. About four percent women. About four percent women. Uh, Jennifer writes and says, "Hi, King Ben and Danny G. Ben, do you recall the Curb episode where Larry's bath towels uh, keep getting mentioned in random conversations, being called ratty, worn out, scratchy, and thin?" <laughs> I do remember. That was a great episode. And she goes on to say, Jennifer, and how he defended them, saying he doesn't like the fluffy ones because they don't get you dry. So, Ben, where do you stand on the towel rattiness scale? So I'm going to one-up Larry David on this. It's it's not so much the rattiness. I don't like a ratty towel, but I like a jumbo-sized towel. And they're they're not actually called bath towels. They're called something else. I forget what the name is. Yeah, beach towels. Well, no, it's they're the size of beach towels, but they're 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 made out of different material in the beach. Oh, towel. for you, it's a parachute. <laughs> it's like a bath robe towel thing. It's weird, but those are the way to go because you can wrap your whole upper body in that towel. It's not like your normal towel that you would get. That I'm a, I'm a big guy, and so it doesn't necessarily cover enough real estate there. But yeah, the new the new towels you gotta you gotta use a towel a little bit to get it going. But there's there's different levels of plushness, and that's one of those things. I, I'm very frugal, as you know, Danny. But there's certain when it comes to toilet paper, and when it comes to towels and things like that, I want comfort. I want luxury. How about your thread count? Yeah, the thread count on the bed sheets. You want to have a nice soft bed. You're gonna be in your bed whether you like it or not. You know, six to eight hours a day, every day of your life. Unless you're doing a lot of hard drugs, you're going to be in there. So you might as well enjoy it, right? Bunch of hook- hookers and cocaine. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you know, what, what do I know? I'm just doing a podcast here. But I, those are certain things. And, and the great thing about that is you can be in like a, a little shitty studio apartment. And you can still still have nice sheets. You can have the, the same sheets that some highfalutin big shots have. Right? I and mean, the same, same deal. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, next up on the mailbag. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Nick in Wisconsin writes, and he says, Ben, did you change the name of your show to just the Maller Show because you never said Ben tonight? He's talking about the Wednesday morning show for him. Real question, though, for both you and Danny G. I wanted to ask if you were stranded on a desert, deserted island, would you rather be stranded with someone who doesn't talk or someone who won't shut up? Yeah, well, the answer is obvious. You want to be with an introvert like me. Because can you imagine if someone talking your ear off nonstop? Oh, my God, we're going to die. I can't believe we're here. We're not going to have anything to eat. Oh, my God. Yeah, who wants that? Nobody wants that. So I, I would pick the guy that doesn't talk. Danny? Yeah, you know, my Tinderoni, she knows exactly when to talk and when not to. And that's rare in women, as you know, Ben, not to be sexist. But there's some women that can't stop talking. And then there's other women who are mysteries. They're just quiet. And you wonder if they're brooding. You wonder if they're mad about something. When a woman is in her own head and you ask her if everything's okay, what will she say to you? Oh, everything's fine. Yeah. 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 The F word. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Now, you need a good. That's the most lethal word that women can say. I'm fine. You need this really good medium. You need you need to be in the middle there. You're not talking too much, but you're not so quiet that everything is fine. And she has that. So that's exactly what you need on a deserted island. Because can you imagine somebody talking your ear off like the, the guy in the bar of the story I told on yesterday's podcast? I'd want to shoot myself in the head with a nail gun. Yeah, for sure. It's It is true, though. Like when you're in a relationship and a woman is upset with you, the cone of silence and then the I'm fine. It's so obvious. It's like, you know, it's like, come on. We all know. And as far as the name of the show, I, so a couple of days this week, I said the Maller show. 
and I didn't say the Ben Maller show. And so people were freaking out. They're like, what are you doing? I can't believe you called it the Maller show. It's not the Maller show. It's the Ben Maller show. The yeah. Maller show is a different show. Why would you call it the Maller show? You've always called it the Ben Maller show. I don't understand. You're, you're, you're blowing my brain out. I can't, I can't figure it out. And I was like, what? Yeah, really? Bruh. Come on. Were you just switching it up? I just tossed it out. I don't even know why I started saying it. I just said it. And then all of a sudden I'm getting all these people that are like, I, I can't handle this. Oh, it's your fault, Ben. We don't like change. No, but even the name, just missing my first name. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Jason Rocky Mount, Virginia, friend of the show, hat benefactor. Writes in, he says, uh, this week, my question is for Danny G. Are you planning on going to any Raider games this year? And if so, you're, are you going to be taking the family? If you do, uh, let us know the cost of that one <laughs> in Vegas. Well, yeah, before, Danny, you said you weren't going to go because you have to work on Sunday, but now you don't have to work on Sunday anymore. The Raiders are going to be in L.A. for a game against the Rams later this year. You've already played the Chargers in L.A. Yeah. Any plans? I mean, I will have to see the game here in L.A. if I do go. Vegas is just out of the picture right now because of the price of hotels, resort fees, resort fees, and ticket prices there at Allegiant Stadium. Well, you could just drive there and drive back, but that would be quite the commitment. That yeah. would be quite the commitment. You'd have to get up at the crack of dawn. Get there, go to the game, and then deal with all the traffic on the way back. And you never want to drive back from Vegas on a Sunday afternoon. When the, when nope. the checkout time is, you don't want to be doing that. Never. I'd rather get a hotel and go back Monday morning early. Yeah, that is the way to do it. I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! Mike from Sacramento says, does a straw have one or two holes? He says, and then I shall ask, how many holes does a cup have? Oh, well, yeah, cup. It has a. Is that does that count as a hole at the top of it? It's a tube, but there's a. It's not a full tube. So I'm gonna say a straw has two holes, and a cup has no holes. Because if a cup had a hole in it, that would be a problem, right? Where did he come up with this question? Uh, he's doing a lot of hard narcotics, I think. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, in Sacramento. Here's Magoo, the one-eyed pig farm trucker from Boston, baby. And he says, Big Ben and Danny G, would you go to your 35th class reunion? And what would you look forward to? I like how you say like, 35th class reunion. Like, I don't think I'm at that point yet, but thank you, pal. Uh, no, I really have no interest in doing that. I wasn't popular in high school. I didn't get along with a lot of people. The people I got along with, I still know. And if I don't know them, it's because I didn't get along with them or we, our lives took a different path. And I also went to a couple different high schools for multiple reasons, a myriad of reasons. So for me, it, it's not really necessary. I guess some people would say you can go back and brag, you know, you've, you've done pretty well in radio business and you could do a victory lap, but I don't really need to do that. Uh, that, that doesn't really excite me at all. And, uh, many people, if I say you're a loser anyway, so who needs that? Well, what about you, Danny? Would you go back to a big high school reunion? No, I don't think so because I don't want to see everybody old. 
you know, there's the exceptions. There's the, the people we went to school with that don't look like they aged that much. But then there's also the person who looks like they were out in the sun seven days a week and they look 80. Um, and, it, you know, you don't want to think about your own mortality. We saw a commercial on TV the other night, me and my girl, for the Connors. Uh-huh. They had to rename it, I guess, after they kicked Roseanne off of the show. And all of those actors look so old. That was my girl's comment. She's like, God, they all look so old. Why would anyone want to watch that? Yeah, it is tough. That's how I feel about reunions. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, and you don't really need to even go anymore. If you're on Facebook, you can see what they look like without having to go to the reunion. You can kind of check them out and... It is odd. I'm like, do I look like that too? I guess I do. I mean, we. I mean, I'm the same age as them. It's like, wow, that's what happened. Where did that? How did that happen? It's like crazy, nuts. So, Oreo Cookie from Oakland writes in: Have you or any of your colleagues ever gotten into trouble for smoking the Mary Jane and talking about it on the radio? I'm afraid for the Koopa Loop. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I guess I'll go. I. I no, uh, and Coop's been talking about his weed thing for years, and no one's ever brought it up to me anyway. So I guess it doesn't really matter. I think our bosses at one point, they were wondering about if they should write us up, and then they passed the joint to the other boss. And <laughs> he took a toke. He pondered on it. Smoke weed every day. And he was like, nah, let's just let that kind of humor go. It's a fun network. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about uh, any any of that. Although in the early days, I will tell you, when the network started, they were very buttoned up, and they were like, hey, we're on all over the Bible Belt. You can't be talking about this kind of stuff. What are you doing? You know. And then they were finally like, okay, that's a couple bosses ago. And yeah. since then, they've they've changed a, a wee bit. A, a wee bit. Let's see. Mail, motherfucker. Ozzy Waz from Western Australia writes, and he says, hey, Big Ben and Danny G., been working away a lot, no phone reception, which can be bliss, but haven't been able to listen to the show during that time, which absolutely sucks, but that's life. Sleeping in a swag under the stars, keeping in contact with the misses and little miss via satellite phone. My question is, have either of you guys had to spend some time away from the big smoke and family? And I know you work in radio and need the internet and what not to work, he says, but uh, would you be willing to do that, mind you, 12-hour days, seven days a week? As you say, Benny, no days off. Flies, snakes, and no Danny. We can't run over them and twirl it about our head. And, yes, we took our own food and piss a.k.a. beer, for you guys, just to clarify, that's from Ozzy Waz. He says, P.S., I have a lot of podcasts to download and listen to. So, Ozzy Waz, you'll probably get to this podcast by early 2023, but would you want to be off the grid, Danny, is asking there, and and work 12-hour days for seven days a week? That doesn't sound very good to me. Uh, I like like having at least one day off a week. Yeah, it makes me think of the uh, the Longshoreman. Yeah. Um, we get calls from those guys. Well, I used to get calls from some of those guys out on the platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, They still call. They still call. Yeah. yeah, Right off the coast here in California. They are digging for the bubbly. The, what was the old uh, TV show? What did they say? 
Black gold or what was it? Yeah, the black gold. Racist. And um, we used to have a regular caller. He was two weeks on, two weeks off. And he used to tell us about his crazy shifts and his hours. I, I don't know. I, I think half of me would like that, Ben. But then being out in the middle of nowhere, that's probably the part that would bother me. Well, having two weeks off after every two weeks of work would be really kind of cool. If you could mo- if you could make the most of it and travel and do things, that would be a lot of fun. Like one of the drawbacks is that in our job, you got to be there every day. Yeah. And, and if you're not, you lose an audience, you lose ratings, you lose your job, people don't listen to you. But if I had two weeks off, I could like drive across the country and have a fine time and have a, have a great Go on a cruise. I really want to go on a cruise, but do stuff like that. <laughs> One thing that caller, that regular caller told my morning show, though, is that he was so dead tired from his work out there on the platform in the ocean that when he would get home, he was like dead to the world for the first week. And then he was like recovered and he had a week to kind of do things. So he said, even though it was two weeks off, he always only felt like it was a week off. Yeah. Well, the older you get, the tougher that gets for sure. Yeah. Thank you for listening in the middle of nowhere in Western Australia. The great Aussie Waz checking in next up on the mailbag. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Kevin in Kansas writes in. He says, dear Ben and Danny G, I remember Danny talking about taking the family to a rather expensive opening game at Dodgers Stadium back in April. How costly would a family outing have to get before you decide to either limit what you get at a game or to just not go? Well, the easy answer is we haven't been back to Dodger Stadium <laughs> since opening day. Um, it's just too expensive to take a family there. We'd have to sneak away for a date night to go. And even then, I think I would only do it if AM570 gave us some free tickets, which they usually save those for sponsors and friends and bosses. Uh, so we don't get gifted those very often, Ben, as you know. Uh, I, it would have to be a gift of tickets, I think. Uh, and then I would pay for the parking and for some food there. But I feel like part of the whole experience is eating there at the park. But that's harder and harder to do across America right now. Yeah, it is. And the prices at Dodger Stadium about to go even up uh, more and more because they they have to pay the workers $10 more an hour. And... They're not going to take that out of the profits. They're just going to pass that on to the consumers. So they're going to raise the price of everything by a dollar here, a dollar there, and that's how they're going to get the money. Do you see how Disneyland is raising their prices again? Yes. Oh, my God. Come on. Walt would be rolling in his grave right now. Well, it's one of the seven deadly sins, greed. And uh, they're very good at it. A lot of places are for sure. The price of this show, though, free, Danny. Free Three ninety nine, yeah. And you can even fast-forward the commercials if you're a dick. You shouldn't do that. You should listen to all the commercials. In fact, a lot of people like to go back and listen to them twice. <laughs> Whenever there's a code Maller, yeah. I type that in two different times to give you credit. Yes. Just so the advertisers know that you're listening to the commercial, when you hear my name as a promo code, it does help us out if you punch that in. Yep. It's the only way they know for sure that the advertising is actually working, that people are listening to these commercials. 
Otherwise, they have no way. I mean, they know that the the, the numbers of people that download these podcasts and all that. Uh, oh, and then if they yeah. give a number, I call it and I just say Maller when they answer the phone. That's it, Maller. That's all you got. They just like, like what? Maller. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Jed who asked, which I think is Jed who fled, but he changed his name. He says, what's the closest y'all have ever come to being arrested? Or have you been arrested? So I, I've not been arrested. I, I don't know. The closest I ever came to being arrested, there was an incident when I was in Saddleback, I was at Saddleback doing the play-by-play. We were at a basketball tournament at San Jose State University. And there wasn't a lot of parking outside the gymnasium there. And I, we had a lot of equipment that we were, we were broadcasting the game back to Saddleback. And so we had all this equipment. It was old radio equipment, so it was heavy stuff. And so there's this... This parking space, I had to back into the parking space. So I start backing into the parking space, and this uh, rather large woman, she comes over and she slams her hands down on the car, on the back of the, the rental car that we had. And she starts screaming, this is my space. I'm saving the space. I didn't see her. <laughs> and next thing I know, she's yelling at her, College age and high school age sons to get the cops over here. Call the cops. He ran into me. He ran into me. You know, so she's, she's screaming. So I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And <laughs> now at the time, the guy, the other guy that I was working with, my my friend Brad, he was 
bringing some of the equipment. It was actually after the game. So we, we were we were trying to get a closer parking space to bring the equipment back. But So this one was saving the space because there was another game after our game. It was a tournament. And so my friend, uh, he comes out, and he has no idea what just happened. He comes out. There's a large woman screaming at her kids to call the cops because this guy just ran ran me over. <laughs> and, and all this stuff. And uh, anyway, the police came and they just kind of said, hey, everyone calm down here. There's no crime that was committed, you know, whatever. So that was that was that. What about you, Danny? Anything? Boy, I mean, there's been a few run ins. One, I would say when I was a teenager in San Jose, my cousin and older brother, they were on a little bit of a crime spree that they're not proud of now as adults. But um they went inside they were stealing some cds and they got caught and uh i was outside as the lookout (laughs) and i just saw my cousin running out the door being chased by security my older brother dashes out the other door chased by another security guard my brother was super fast so he was all the way across the street he got away my cousin big guy strong but not fast he got caught halfway through the parking lot. So it was the walk of shame for my brother. The security was yelling to him, I got your friends. You might as well just come back. So uh-huh. my brother had a walk back. They took all three of us inside to that little room in the back of the store with the video cameras, called the parents, said they were going to press charges. Uh, I, that's probably the closest because we were really sweating bullets thinking that the police were going to show up next. And that was it. It was going to be all over for you. It really, well, it ruined, that was a summer. It ruined the rest of that summer because then my mom really micromanaged our time after that happened. But uh, they talked their way out of the police being involved. But yeah, my older brother and cousin weren't allowed to hang out for the rest of the summer. I, I am here to tell you, though, that did not end their crime spree. It continued when school started. Ah, okay. They picked back up where they left off. Yes, like good burglars they were. Yeah. And as the lookout, though, Danny, you could have conceivably gotten away, right? They didn't, you didn't feel anything. So you could have gone. I could have took off, but it was supposed to be the three of us hanging out that afternoon. So it would have been weird if their younger brother and cousin was off, you know, down the street while they were in the store because we were all supposed to be together. So that's why I had to stay and also walk into that security room. If you've ever been back in one of those security rooms, though, Ben, that is not the best feeling. No, you don't want to be part of that action for sure. Next up, David writes and he says, I just started listening to your show about a year ago. Have you ever had an interview where someone got upset because you kept pressing for an answer? Well, we've had a few on the radio, but a lot of those things happened when I was a radio reporter back in the day, and I was in locker rooms and... I got kicked out of more than one locker room because I asked questions that players didn't like and they got upset and I had some some crazy things happen in those days. There was a player for the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, He was with the Diamondbacks at the time, Matt Williams. Oh, yeah. Got very upset with me and kicked me out of the Diamondbacks clubhouse because uh, the Dodgers were clearly throwing at him in fact, I remember the pitcher, Chan Ho Park, was throwing at Matt Williams, and it was obvious because like, there were three pitches in a row that were right near the head. Nowadays, there'd be a court-martial on Chan Ho Park for doing that. But, but anyway, I asked Matt Williams about it, and he didn't really answer. So then I asked him again, 
He didn't really give me a good answer. And then I asked him a third time, and then he stood up from his locker in the visiting clubhouse at Dodger Stadium and proceeded to yell at me and told me to get out of here and blah, 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 blah. Cursing profanity and all that. Uh, so that was, that was a good one. Surprising because he seemed like a nice guy when he was playing, unless he didn't. Yeah, 1980s NBA player Benoit Benjamin, of all people, at the end of his career with the Vancouver Grizzlies, a team that no longer exists, uh, he got very upset with me. I asked him about the fans always booing when he comes to play. Every time he come back to L.A., the fans would always boo him. And he started out very calm. And then the more he talked, the angrier he got. And he started punching his right hand into his left hand. He made like a fist with his right hand. He was punching his left hand. And he's getting worked up into a lather. It was very bizarre. I was like, what is? What are you doing, Benoit? And uh, so I, I was asked to leave. Uh, I don't think it was even that bad a question. But there's there's been a few other ones. So, but as far as on the radio, I mean, there's been some some moments that were awkward. But we don't do a lot of interviews on this podcast. We do interviews, but normally if they're really bad, they don't make the air. So uh, next up, Tyrone writes in. He says, uh, "Who's that new chick? I keep missing the backstory. Did Eddie get fired? Yeah. So Eddie takes a day off." Danny G and the guys are like, who's the Monsi? They don't know who Monsi is. Who? Because she's one of the update anchors that occasionally mm-hmm. uh, chimes in. Paul from Minneapolis says, your favorite childhood cartoon. We've been through this before, Danny. We've had this many times. Uh, I'm old school. I'm a traditionalist. Fred Flintstone, the Jetsons, Saturday morning cartoons, any of those good to go. Anything different, Danny? Yeah, I think uh, when we were asked this, I talked about G-Force. Uh, besides the G-Force for me, the superheroes, whenever they would all gather together at the Hall of Justice. Oh, remember? yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I always liked, because they, they'd have the U, the same superheroes, but when Aquaman was on, Aquaman wasn't on very often. Mm-hmm. So it was a special episode when Aquaman was on. I also liked Iceman. Remember that? He would surf while he shot the ice out. Yeah, that was good, too. Yeah. That was good. Uh, Frank in San Dimas, California. Some people who don't know that town call it San Dimas, but it's San Dimas. How the hell are these blind Scott NFL officials getting away with horrible calls? This is a sporty question. I think that all these guys should be accountable for if you fuck up, then they should be replaced just because the officials bet on the Raiders and Tom Brady don't make it look so obvious. Well, Danny, you you would argue they did not bet on the Raiders, right? No, they did not. I think that if they had got that call right, the game would have turned out differently because when they blew that call and the Chiefs fans were losing their minds like big sports babies, I mean, you would think the Chiefs never got a good call in their life the way those fans were melting down on camera. Whenever the TV camera went on the fans after that, they looked like they were going to pass out and faint over how upset they were. But then after that, the referees went on to throw eight flags in a row on the Raiders. There were blatant holding calls. There were blatant non-defensive holding calls on a missed field goal on Koontz, where if you see the replay of that, the offensive lineman engages him and stands him up, and he's just standing there, and they called holding on Koontz. That was the most egregious call of the game, but yet the next morning everybody's only talking about the thing with Carr because of what happened with Tom Brady. Well, the Carr call was 
I mean, that was a chicken shit call, though. The guy, car, the ball was out of Carr's hand, and they called. Oh, I agree. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I agree 100%, but that was in the middle of the field. Uh, we don't know what would have happened. You fast forward, and that missed field goal turned into seven points at the very end of the game. That was the Chiefs' last touchdown. That would have not happened had they not called that bullshit defensive hold on a missed field goal. Which you right. never see. That call has not been called since 2015. I right, see. What you've done now, Frank, is you've incited Danny J. <laughs> not really, but I just think it's odd that people forget that it was made up to the Chiefs and then some in the rest of the game. Are you saying there's makeup calls? Is that what? Oh, you're there's makeup calls for sure. I used to work with a guy that said, "There's no such thing as makeup calls." What's wrong with you, you jackass? You've got mail. Sergio, the Italian chef, he's back. Sergio is a legend on the show back in the day, and I'm glad to hear that he's still around. He says, Del Murphy, Hall of Famer or not, uh, not a Hall of Famer. Dan writes, and he says, like myself, do you look forward to the day of ordering fast food and have it never be touched by a grubby human hands <laughs> uh, during the preparation process? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I try to block that out when I go to restaurants because I know there's probably a 25% chance that somebody's spitting a loogie or worse in my food. I try to block that out. But then if everything's made by a computer or a robot, what if you want extra sauce or uh, everything's going to be like, it's like kind of going to Subway, even though humans make it, everything's weighed out when you go to Subway, like the meat's weighed out, the veggie, everything's weighed out. So it's like, what fun is that? I, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, Susan from Boston writes in, she says, is Houston still cheating? <laughs> yes. I, 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 my theory is they are my opinion. Legally, I'm entitled to my opinion, right, Danny? And my opinion is they are still. Oh, of course. And how happy were you to see Springer leave that game and the Blue Jays implode? That is part of that cheating Astros karma. Well, you, you hate to see anyone get hurt, Danny, but if someone's going to get hurt and I have no control over it, might as well be a 2017 Astro. I mean, it wasn't a serious injury. No. When I found out it wasn't serious, that's when I started to celebrate. Uh, Chris in Maricopa, Iowa says, whatever happened to Cameo? I haven't heard you talk about it lately. Oh, uh, Word Up. They have that hit song, Word Up, from the 80s. No, no, no. Have you uh, heard of uh, Fiverr and used it? I don't know what that is. What is Fiverr, Danny? Do you know what that is? don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. And word Cameo. Up. I love Cameo, though. Well, Cameo.com, of course, the website where if you want a personalized video shout-out from a gas bag that does a podcast with Danny G., and an overnight show, you can do that right now for a – it's not free, but I haven't raised the price in over a year now. And if you want to be on there and check that out, and if that's something that would be cool, if you got a friend of the show that's a big fan or something like that, birthday, bar mitzvahs, weddings, funerals, you name it, I'll give eulogies. I will uh, – I'll do anything on there and do mini Maller monologues. I actually got in trouble – True story, Danny, on Cameo, because most of the celebrities on Cameo, and I'm not a celebrity, they're like real celebrities, they were doing Cameos that are like 30 seconds. Oh, like, yeah, and you were doing 10 minutes. I'm doing a monologue. You know, I'm doing an opening segment <laughs> of a radio show, and the people at Cameo like sent me a message and said, what are you doing? You know, you're, it's taking forever these videos to upload and then download. And it's like, you got to keep them short. I'm like, why? 
I always felt guilty because I wanted to give the people their money's worth. Yeah, but that's, I, not, that's not the line of business for you. No, I, I, I guess I, next time I get cameras, I'll just you know. Uh, here's here's my name is Ben Myler. Thanks for listening, you jackass. You know? <laughs> and right. by the way, the best song from Cameo was Candy in 1986. Yeah, I'm a fan of candy. I enjoy candy. I like eating candy. I don't eat candy that often, but when I do, I like it. So. I think that's it. Well, RJ in San Antonio, thank you. Randy from the Cape, Mike in Wisconsin, uh, Joe in New York, all these other guys. Uh, uh, Greg. Time for one more if you want to do one more. You want to do one more? Yeah, one more. Bonus question. All right. Uh, I don't know. I think we have a sporty one, and we have have one which is, uh, I think we've been asked before. So which, Mm -hmm. which one do you want here? What's the one you think we've been asked before? RJ in San Antonio says, have you all ever been fishing before? And if you did, uh, did you catch anything? And what was it? I forget your answer to this. I don't remember if you've ever fished. So I have been fishing before. I've been fishing. On a boat? No. Oh, okay. no, on a, on a, I was at a, like a lake. And it was the most frustrating, annoying. The fish weren't biting. No, Nothing was happening. I, I, I was like, what, did I do something wrong? I, I bought the bait. I had the, the I had everything the way it was supposed to be, and there were no fish. But then other people were catching fish. So I was like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. they're catching fish. There's fish here, but they're not they're not biting. And uh, I've never been on a boat though and done fishing. And what about you, Danny? I know you've talked about this in the past, but there's it's no like, people listening. Yes. It's a new audience every time. Uh it's like the Godfather. You didn't do a Hail Mary before you threw your line in. Did I need my my rosary beads and all that? Is it, uh... <laughs> yeah. I yeah, you know I've uh, participated in the Bass Lake Derby fishing derby the past two years, and both times, same as you, learned all the tricks from YouTube, had everything perfect on the pole, but no luck. Yet there were other boats that passed by and they were showing off the fish that they caught. But I maintain that those were actors hired by Bass Lake. Yeah, they were extras to make it look like they actually planted the proper fish, but I think they just stole all of our registration money. Well, you saw that story this week. What an amazing story that that fishing video that was viral from a couple days ago. These two dudes who they were accused of cheating. Have you seen that video? Was in Ohio at a fishing tournament, and they ended up getting charged. They were stuffing the fish with lead weights. And the video made the rounds last month. And were fillets and weights. And this 42-year-old guy, 35-year-old guy, they were the ones in uh, some lake in Ohio. And they they would have won almost $30,000 in prize money. <laughs> but now they're facing criminal charges. Don't! Good luck here. Uh, they, uh, the video was all over the place there. Uh, the two... They are, they're facing misdemeanor charges for unlawfully owning wild animals in addition to the other charges uh, that they were charged with attempted grand theft, possession, possessing criminal tools. All of those are felonies. So they, wow. they ain't playing around with the whole felony thing there. What's worse, that or pushing a cameraman who's credentialed? Well, uh, yeah. How about the fact that was the guy's first day on the job, too? Did you see that? Uh-huh. What a goofball. Watch where you're going, buddy. 
But by the letter of the law, it's, it's one of these things. By the that's spirit true. of the law, that's nothing. But by the letter of the law, that's actually assault. By the spirit of the law, you're like, okay, it's just whatever. Yeah. Dust it off. But it didn't help Devontae Adams that he didn't even look to see how the guy was doing. He's just like him walking like, a, I'm better than you. You peon, get out of my way. How dare we've you? All, we've all been upset like that before. But when you make a mistake out of anger, you have to snap out of it really quick. He should have just helped the guy up. Yeah, if he helps him up, are we still in the same situation? We're not. No. Maybe, maybe we are, but probably not. Probably not. So, yeah, I'll give you tickets to a, to a game sometime. Yeah, and for Allegiant Stadium, that's like $2,500 right there. Big money, big money, big money, big money. And All right. All right, we will get out of here. Danny, off today, yes? Yes, just like the Raiders, I have a bye day. All and right. uh, Yeah, I'm going to sleep and then watch some uh, Sunday ticket. All right, well, I will be on the radio tonight, 11 o'clock Sunday night in the West, 2 a.m. Monday morning in the East, all the way till 6, a brand-new week of radio shows. And don't forget, if you want to be part of this podcast, you can send in a message via realfifthhour at gmail.com, realfifthhour at gmail.com, and we may use it on the air. Also, on Tuesdays, usually in the morning, I will post a message on Facebook. You can post a question there. If you don't want to send an email, so we'll about to say uh, we'll get out of here on that and have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you next time. Pasta, pasta. Bye, Felicia. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.